past Sunday I was at the Landers Chagasmicha and I ran into one of our alumni, Rabbi David Bashevkin. And he said, you know, he was recently at a Beis Havel and they had tons and tons of extra food, which is a very, very common thing at a Beis Havel because everyone cooks for the Avelim and no one wants to be the people that send the Avelim less than the amount that they need to eat. So everyone errs on the side of caution, but way over-cautious and sends them more food than they could possibly eat in a million years. So a Beis Havel has a kitchen that's overflowing with food and they, they David told me, Rabbi Bashevkin told me he was in the Beis Havel and they said, please, take, take some food. We just, and he wasn't sure, are you allowed to? You're not allowed to take food from Beis Havel. Comes up pretty much in every Shiva house. This past Sunday, right before I went to the Chagas Micha, I was in another Shiva house, and it was the home of the person who had passed away, and he was the only person living in that home, and they wanted to know, are they allowed to remove the food that he had in his freezer? If he had some good, uh, you know, frozen chickens or whatever that they could use, for, can they take that food out and, and use it somewhere else? So where does this whole idea come from, that there's some issue with removing food from a base avel. It is not in the Gemara, it is not in Rishonim, it's not in Shulchan Aruch. Where does it come from? So you, right away your inclinations to say, so uh, what, what, what do we have business with these kinds of minhagim that, that don't appear in any of, these, any of these places? But it does appear in a commentary on the bottom of the Shulchan Aruch, Rabbi Kiva Eger. Rabbi Kiva Eger in Shinai and Vav, Siv Dalit, in the middle of quoting a whole series of, uh, of, of, of psakim and the minhagim, Rabbi Kiva Eger writes, Noagin shalol likach dover katan v'gadol mi beis avel kol meshech zayin yimei avelus. That there's a minag not to take any, it doesn't say food, any dover katan v'gadol, anything, small or large, from the base avel for the entire shiva, mishum sharuach hatumah shorisham kol zayin. Because the ruach hatumah is there all seven days, and removing any item from the base avel would be a violation of that ruach hatumah. The Orchashulchan and Shinayin Vav Sifir quotes this minag amongst a bunch of other minagim that he quotes, many of which are very widely observed. In that same paragraph, he discusses the minag not to hand the shovel from one person to the other when burying a mace, that you just put the shovel down. I'm sure if you've ever been to a kvura, you've seen this done. They just put the shovel down, let the other person pick it up. Not to hand the washing cup when you wash after a funeral from or after going to a cemetery from one person to the other, just putting it down and letting the other person pick it up. And in that context of quoting all the... Quote some minhagim that we don't do. Also, he says some people not only wash their hands, they wash their face also, and they say the pasuk uh, and then they say bila amaves, etc. Okay, so maybe we don't do all of these minhagim, but in that context, that's where he quotes this minhag. So it sounds like it's a pretty viable minhag. So what are you going to do? All this extra food in the base avel, and you, you have to leave it there because you're not allowed to take anything out of the base avel. They have a picture, they have a, something that they they want to. Um, I was once in the base avel, and the avel said. Elvel was sitting shiva for his father, and he said, "Do you have Rabbi Leibowitz? Do you have my father's sefer?" Father wrote a sefer. I didn't even know he was a professor. He's a talmud chacham, and apparently he had written a sefer. I said, "No, I don't have my father's sefer. Let me give you my father's sefer." And he had a copy there. So that it's not just food; it would be awesome for me, according to this minhag, to take the sefer out of the the base of El. So the later poskim discussed this a little bit, and I found basically three approaches in poskim to this issue. One approach is Rav Shlomo Zalman Arbach and Min points out that it's not a universally accepted minhag, the idea of not taking things out of the base avel. In fact, he quotes that the Sefer Yosef Ometz 
quotes from Moro Hagon Moreno Rav Segalzal Shekol Haminag Hazeh Hu Bitaus Veinlo Shum Iker. This whole minag is a mistaken minag and it has no basis whatsoever. So Shlomo Zalman says, since you have this machlokas, whether it's a valid minag or an invalid minag, he says, I would say you can take most items out of a base avel, just not things that are specifically designated for usage in the base avel. And certainly it wouldn't be Certainly, if someone's coming to collect tzedakah and they want to give some tzedakah, you don't have to worry that the money's coming from the base avel. They owe money to somebody and the person comes to collect their money. There's no, you're doing a mitzvah. You don't have to worry about, uh, about, about the fact that you're removing something from the base avel. One might argue that wasting all that food uh, but just being wasteful of perfectly good food uh, is, uh, is, is, is enough to say that that's not miyuchad for the shimush beisavol because it's miyuchad for the garbage if you don't uh, if you don't take it out it's all gonna it's all gonna go to waste if you don't if you don't take the food out so Shlomo Zalman has sort of a middle ground approach we shouldn't totally ignore the minug but we could modify a little bit considering that it's a machlokas. So the, on, the, on the extremes, though, you have two other posts. Rav Vadi Yosef, uh, after quoting all the Mar Makomas, Kedarka B'Kodesh, in Yabi Omer, Chelek Dalad, Yeradeh, Simulam, and Hey, writes, Ulahach Yamrinan, Mandalo Kapidlo Kapti Badei. If this isn't something that bothers you, it's not something that you worry about in general, these Kabbalistic types of concerns, so then you don't have to worry about this Minag either. And he thinks that it's not a concern at all. And in fact, in Yalkut Yosef, in Simen Yeralef Oschess, Rav Yitzchak Yosef, the current Rav Rashi, writes, says there are people that have this minag people who are mocked about this you don't have to worry about it it's fine we could leave it alone because there are people that hold that this minag has no makar whatsoever on the other extreme, we have Rav Menashe Klein. In the Mishnah Lachos, in Chelek uh, Zayin, Simon Rejvav, Rav Menashe Klein quotes, everyone quotes all the same sources. The Riki Vegar and the Eliyarabah say that it is a minag. The Yosef Omet says it's not a minag. Everyone starts this question, what do you do with that? When you have conflicting sources about what the, what the minag Yisrael is, what do you do with it? So Rav Shalom Zalman says, we respect it, but modify a little bit and don't, don't apply it to everything. Rav Yosef says, eh, so if you don't care about it, it's fine. On the other side, you have the Mishnah Lachos, and Menashe Klein says, a minag Yisrael, you're going to be mezalzalin? So it's a minag, someone who, he says, v'chas v'shalom lanu l'fakpeik al minhagi Yisrael, the gadol a minag. How could we possibly question a minag Yisrael, how important minhagamar? Look in the Chassam Seifer, or Chaim Simen and Aleph, that anyone who's mefakpeik al minhagim, tzarech bedika achorav, you need to check his yichus, if someone's going to question a minag. So if it's a minag, it's a minag, and you don't take anything from the base of hell. So that's the approach of uh, Rabbi Nasser Klein. Okay, you could, uh, those are the basic approaches of, of the post. What about bringing food into a base of First of all, I thought there was a clear raya that you're allowed to take food from a base of the, the There is a concept called su'udas havra'a. The Gemara Mesech's Megillah Dav Chavzayin on base tells us, Am Rabbi Domarav, Avel Yom Rishon Asolech Olecha Mishalo, and the Avel on the first day is not allowed to eat from his own bread. From the fact that Hashem tells you Cheskel, when he's mimicking the Nihuge Avelus, he says, don't eat bread of, uh, of men. Don't eat bread of other people. 
Kasva Rush, so the Rush over there, I'm reading from my own notes, the Rush over there in Simon Peites writes that Yom Rishon means Su'uda Rishon, that for the first meal he can't eat uh, bread from, from, from himself, he can't eat his own food. But Tosos over there says, no, it doesn't say Su'uda Rishon, it says Kol Yom Rishon, the whole first day. So if you have multiple meals on the first day, none of them can be from his own food, it all has to come from outside the Shiva's. So Beis Yosef writes that even though the Rambam, Perak Dalit, Halacha Tess, sounds like Tosos and applies to the whole first day, but we have a Klal in Avelus, Halacha Kedivrei Mekel Ba'avel, that we always go to more Mekel opinion in Avelus, and therefore it only applies to the first meal, and that's what the Shulchan Aruch Paskin Shinayin Ches, I think it is, Se'if Alit. Now the Yerushalmi in Moed Katan, in the third paragraph of Moed Katan, Allah Chahei says, Tavo me'era l'shchenov she'etzrichu lechol mishalov alasas melacha. That it's te- it reflects terribly on the neighbors if the guy has to eat his own food. If the neighbors won't provide him with, uh, with food. Uh, so that's what the Shulchan Aruch Paskin said. It's a mitzvah on the neighbors to provide a su'udas havra'ah. That's what the Shulchan Aruch Paskin says in Sif Now, the, but what's my raya from the Gemara? The Gemara goes on to say in Chavzayin Ambez that Rabba and Rav Yosef when they were Avelim at the same time, so that they don't eat their own food, they traded with each other. They traded food with each other. One gave the other Suda Savra, and the other gave the one the Suda Savra. Wait a second. How are they able to trade with each other? You're not allowed to take the food out of the Beisavl to send to another Avel. You can't take it out of the Beisavl at all. So how are they allowed to trade with each other? So one could argue, no, the Minig is because of the Ruach Tumah. So it's going to another Beisavl where there's also a Ruach Tumah, so maybe you're not Makbid. But it sounds like at least that they were willing to remove the food from the, uh, from the base Avel. But anyway, what about bringing food into a base Avel? It's an interesting discussion that Moshe has in the Tshuva. We just mentioned the Sutta Savra has to come from outside the base Avel. Someone has to bring it to the Avel. He's not allowed to bring his, he's not allowed to eat his own food. What about throughout the rest of Shiva? It seems like such a wonderful minag that everyone buys for the Avelim and provides for them. They don't have to think about anything. They don't have to worry about anything. Ramesh is a fascinating Tshuva in Yaradeh where the uh, where someone wrote to him, Rabbi Cheskel Shraga Ruben Halberstam. I, I assume it's a Hasidish Rebbe. I don't know. Halberstam is a Hasidish Rebbe name, right? So I'm not sure. But uh, he says someone someone wrote to him and, and, and said that it seems to him to the Shawel that it should be usher to bring food into a base avel. Um, for, for, for two reasons. Number one, he says, it's Asr L'Shaleich Manos. You're not allowed to send gifts to an Avel for the entire Yud Beis Chodesh. So now here you're sending, and gifts means food baskets. You don't give Mishloch Manos to an Avel on Purim. So now you're going to give during Shiva? You're going to give Mishloch Manos to him? You're going to send him Manos? And second, he says, it seems that it's Chukas Akum, that this is a minute of the Gaim, that they send food to a house of mourning. That's not a Jewish minute. Where does that come from? So Moshe says, it's MS that Lori Isi Veloshamati Shatamidi Kham Manchimaisi Yasuza. He says back in Europe this was never done. This was not something that Tamid Kham Manchimaisa did. But Linyan Dina Yesh Lodan Bazeva Noti Yosar Sha'in Baza Isir. There's what to discuss in Alakha, but Ramosh says I'm pretty comfortable that there's no Isir over here in uh, in bringing food to the Shiva house. Because the Gemara Moid Katandav Khavzain says that they would bring Matanos of Machalumashka to the base Avel and Uburishona Yuashirim Molichin. Originally the rich people would bring in silver baskets and gold baskets, so the implication is they were bringing food, even though you could argue that was just for the Sudasavra, but it doesn't sound that way. It sounds that they would bring food that that was an ancient minhag. And he says, why is it that there's an, that, that the Avel, that the first meal, is not allowed to eat his own food? So it sounds from the Rambam, Ramosha says, 
that we want other people to be forced to come to the house. So if you're bring, if it's your turn to provide them with with a meal, that will force you to come to the house, and then you'll be menachim then. So he says that's the din of Sudas Havra. It makes sense that that same din should apply throughout the rest of Shiva. Because the mitzvah of Nichum is not just the first day. The mitzvah of Nichum is throughout the, all of Shiva. So according to the Rambam, for sure, it would make sense that there would be a din, to, that, that it would be appropriate to bring food. And he says, even the, the rush, the Beis Yosef and Shinai and Ches quotes from a rush in the name of Rabbi Yeruchim, that an avel is doeg v'ne'en achal meso. That maybe the reason why we have to provide a suda savra is because we're concerned that the avel is going to be so depressed he's not going to eat. So we want to make sure that he eats. And the way to make sure that he eats is we bring him food and we say, you insult me, I made you all this food, I want you to eat something. Yeah, don't, don't insult me, right? Please, eat something. And that will encourage him to want to eat something. L'chora, while that may only be a halacha for suda savra, L'chora would apply for all of the sudos throughout the, the shiva. So if Moshe says it seems that, uh, that, that, that there is good reason that to, to bring food during the shiva. I, what about the iser of being mishloach manos to the avel? He says, that's when you're doing it, Derech Mereus and Sheila Shalom and Simcha. That's not what this is. This is Derech Nechama. You're doing it as a form of comfort. And it's also a great practical benefit. It's a lot on novel said. He's sitting there talking to people all day. There's a constant parade of people. And he's going to have to worry about where his food is going to come from, where his meals are going to come from. It makes a lot of sense that people should bring the food. I, what about the Chukas Akum element? Ramesha says, if, uh, even, if you're even slightly familiar with the laws of Chukas Akum, the, uh, the Shulchan Aruch, the Raman, Yardeh, Kufayin Ches, says that there's no issue of Chukas Akum with anything that's, uh, that's, that, that has a reason to it. Anything that doesn't come from Avodah so this doesn't come from Avodah It has perfectly. It's not pritzus, not pritzus, and there's perfectly good reason for it. The good reason for it is the guy doesn't have time to, to worry about his own meals. It provides him with nechama. It gives him it, other people the opportunity to encourage him to eat. Very, very good reasons for it. I the gra says the gra holds that it will be chukasakum even. Um, even if it's something that doesn't fit any of those uh, qualifications, says Rav Moshe, lo mishum Even the Grah would say it's only a problem if you're doing it because the Goyim do it. Even though the, the Grah holds that even when it's logical, it could be a violation of Chukasakum, but that's only if the reason we're doing it is because the Goyim are doing it. But when the reason we're doing it is because, and the reason the Goyim are doing it, by the way, is because in America there's a lot of food. So it's not that hard to provide food for people. So we're, we're in this this situation where we have this ability to do it. So we're doing it for the same reason the guy are doing it, but not for any other desire reason. We're all doing it just because we have a lot of food. So we're able to do it. It's a nice chesed to do for people. So Moshe says he doesn't think that it's a violation of Chukasak. So taking food into a shiva house would seem to be a wonderful mitzvah to provide, uh, provide, provide food throughout the shiva and it's an opportunity of nech- for nechama. Taking when once there's a tremendous amount of food, can you take food out of the shiva house? That seems to be a machlokas haposkim. Rabbi Kivager doesn't mention food. Kivager says don't take anything. Davar gadol v'katan. One could argue that that won't apply to food dafka. That maybe that's only davar gadol v'katan. That's other. That's other items, tangible items that are lasting items. But food that you're sharing with other people, okay, but whatever. He says don't take anything out. And the, the Yosef Balmet says that's a minag shtus. It's a ridiculous minag. It has no no ikar whatsoever. Modern day poskim are split how to view this minag. Uh, if you would ask me, I would think 
that, uh, that if you're going to be throwing away tremendous amounts of food, it would be uh, more worthwhile to provide food for people who can use the food rather than, uh, than just throw away tremendous amounts of food. I should just add two things. First thing is that uh, Rabbi Weberman told me he asked Rabbi Willig what the source is for not removing food from Beis Havel. Rabbi Willig right away is Bikiyas. Yordea Shinayin Vav, Rabbi Vager. But he said you should know that the Tzitz Eliezer holds that this whole Indian of Ruach Tumah is only if the person died in that house. That if the person didn't die in the house, Tzitz Eliezer says, then there's no Indian of Ruach Tumah and you're allowed to remove food from the base Havel. I wasn't able to find that Tzitz Eliezer. That's why I didn't mention it earlier. It's not in my notes over here because I couldn't find it. But Rabbi Willock says that there's such a Tzitz Eliezer that if a person didn't die there, then you don't have that same sense of Ruach Tumah and you're allowed to remove the food from the house. It should also be noted that even the way the Minogravi Kivegra quotes is that you're not allowed to take Dover Katam Vigadon Beis Havel Kol Meshech Zayin throughout the Shiva. But once the Shiva's over, you are allowed to take things out of the house. So if, let's say they have a lot of leftovers and they got up from Shiva. What are they going to do with all these leftovers? That there's no question. That for sure you're allowed to take out of the house. Whatever the Ruach Tumah is, it's gone once the, uh, once the Shiva is in fact over.